Welcome back to the K&A Podcast. I'm Austin. And I'm Caden. And we're back in our third episode to talk about uh, some more NBA playoffs as they go on. Uh, thank you for joining us. You're here. So here. T- today, uh, the Cavaliers finished the series with the Raptors in four. Uh, your thoughts? King James. King James. That's Period. our thoughts. Period. Uh, yeah, I, I said last week I saw this going... Uh, six at most, and maybe even five, and you said five yourself. Yeah. I don't think either of us saw a sweep necessarily, but... Uh, it was just overall just complete domination. It just, it seemed like the Raptors had occasional moments of hope, but not anything that they could overcome, really. And even the fans weren't really into it. Yeah, it was, like, I want to say it wasn't surprising, but it kind of was. The Cavaliers are just playing the best basketball of the year so far for them. It, it, it's really great to see because it, if you can just watch them move the ball, watch LeBron do what he's doing, his his jab steps and his pulling up for three, he's shooting like over 50% from three in the playoffs. It's crazy. It's really insane. They haven't lost a game or playoff game since game four of the finals last year. When Clay Thompson called him a baby or whatnot. Clay, Clay made some statements about him. And you, don't, you don't make a statement about going eleven and zero since that moment. So, yeah, it's it's incredible. I saw I saw a tweet today asking uh, how old you were the last time there was a finals without LeBron, and I realized I was twelve years old when that happened. That was that was seventh grade. Seventh grade, and the summer after seventh grade. Yeah, and at that at that moment, I still hadn't had a girlfriend yet. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, I uh, actually, I, I think at that moment I was talking to a girl, <laughs> and she said, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not interested in you anymore." Oh, and it was on no. April Fool. It was on April Fool's Day, and I thought it was a joke. She sent her friend over to tell me. Oh my and gosh! So that night, I was naked in the bathroom, about naked. to. Uh, yeah, I say I say naked like that because I'm a country boy. Okay, but I was in the mirror. Clothesless, clothesless. I don't know. And I was singing "Break Even" by the script, crying. Wow, myself. that's what, and that's that's really powerful. That's how that's how long it's been. That's how long it's been since LeBron didn't make it. <laughs> I'm trying that's to think. Crazy I think, to think I had about. just gotten a crush on a girl before the school year ended, and I was like, "Yeah, this whole next year, I'm not going to do anything but just, just." Think about how much I like her. <laughs> and that's what I did. Shouts out to LeBron, man. Wow. Shouts out to LeBron James. Wow. Having us reminiscing without even trying. Um, okay. <laughs> the other Eastern Conference series, uh, Game 4 just ended. Washington tied it up. Uh, looked like Isaiah was going to have a series for the ages after those first two games. But mm-hmm. now it's tied up. Going back to Boston for Game Five, it's a best of three series. Uh, how do you think this is going to end up? I don't know. I mean, if I Isaiah, those first two games, like you said, were really great. But I mean, this playoffs, he's been shooting twenty eight percent, I think, from three. Yeah, like that's not really getting it done. He's a he's a volume shooter, and if he isn't hitting his shots, there's no really purpose for him to being on the court. See, I think it's scary for Boston because. Washington has taken double-digit leads in, like, all four games. Like and, today. Yeah, and in Game 2, Game 2, it really looked like Washington should have won that game, and it took a 
it took a once-in-a-lifetime game from Isaiah Thomas for Boston to win that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting to think Washington's going to pull away with this in either six or seven games. They just Washington has the energy, it looks yeah. like. Even honestly. without Oubre today, they, they were slaughtering Boston. 26-0 run yeah. today. That was incredible. John Wall shot, I think, like 8 of 24 or something along those lines, and they yeah. still won by around 20. So. He started off first quarter. O of 9. O of 9, and he scored two points in the second quarter, I think. No, 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 no he no. scored quite a bit. He scored like, I think, six, 16 or something. In the second yeah. quarter. I'm not sure, but they did go on that uh, 26 to nothing run. Which was insane. In the third quarter. Insane. Shouts out to Just Scotty Brooks. So many great passes by Wall and the rest of the Wizards. The bench was putting in work. <clears throat> it, was, it was spectacular to see Washington actually play up to their potential. Yeah, they're just I think, so um, fun to watch. So I think we're going to get a Washington-Cleveland Eastern Conference Finals, which will be exciting. Get to see the best best two-point guards in the East, <laughs> Irving and Wall. That's that's a hot take right there. Very hot take, yeah. Uh, and then, well, I, I guess Irving hasn't been that great these playoffs, but it's just been LeBron. Yeah, it's it's LeBron's series playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get to see some interesting games, I, I think. I don't know how Washington will stack up against playoff Cleveland. But but overall, this has been the best series to watch, in my opinion. Even though it is so fun to watch LeBron be LeBron, but, you know, there's this Washington and Boston hate each other. See, I view it differently because great. I don't think... Since I know neither team has a shot at beating Cleveland... It's I, just like, what's the point? Yeah, I, right. I, don't, I, I have less that. of an interest in Washington. I don't care about... Well, I, I do care about the players, but I, they're not so spectacular that I need to watch. Right. Like every, yeah, that's understandable. Every Cleveland game, I feel like I have to watch because it's LeBron in the playoffs, and he's 32, and he's still doing this. I don't know how long it's going to last. But uh, let's go to the Western Conference. Uh, Houston and San Antonio play game four tonight. Uh, San Antonio is up 2-1 after getting spanked in the first game, mm-hmm. uh, which was surprising. They're without Tony Parker. Uh, Houston might be without Patrick Beverly tonight because his grandfather passed away uh, today. So, not sure who all is going to be playing in that game. But uh, what? How do you think this? The rest of the series will play out. I honestly don't know, man. I mean, with the Rockets, I mean James Harden. I don't know. I can't. I can't think of his stat lines, but I just nothing about his game has been standing out lately. Yeah, he hasn't. He has not been playing. It's like well. it's like they hit all of their three pointers well, in that first game. He and did they score just get stone cold. He did score forty three in game three, but it, he was held to under ten assists, and he like he can't he can't do it all by himself because that's what San Antonio is trying to do. They're trying yeah. to only let Harden score, or that that's what they were doing in game three. They might switch it up again, right? But whatever pops drawn up, it's working because. It's either Harden has to do it all by himself, or he can't get going at all, and it's 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 a lot easier for yeah. it to be Harden doing everything instead of having their incredible surrounding cast yeah. being involved. So, San Antonio took back home court by winning that game in Houston. I'm going to stand by my pick and pick San Antonio, and uh, I'm going to say seven now, so without Parker. I still think they can give Golden State some trouble. At least wear them out before the finals, honestly. I mean, 
Houston has to get hot to beat Golden State, and that's such that's such like a that's such wishful thinking. But San Antonio, yeah. you know yeah. what you're getting. With Houston, you don't. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with San Antonio. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll stick with that as well. Stick with yours. I can't remember my previous prediction. I think seven, maybe Spurs seven. Yeah, and then there's the uh, the Golden State Utah series, which is just terrible, awful, awful to watch. I hate, I hate the Warriors. We're not gonna I... talk about it. <laughs> we gotta talk about it a little bit. I haven't watched any of the games though. I haven't. I don't care. I don't. I don't like watching Golden State play. Last year, I, I liked watching Golden State play. Yeah, they I, were they were fun, but. I like it was watching. like it was like watching LeBron at Miami. Like at the time, whenever you're not a LeBron fan yeah. and it's evil LeBron, you're just ah, you you hate him so much. But whenever you <laughs> reflect back on it, it was incredible to watch, and that was that was what that '73 win uh, Warriors team was. Yeah, like. with this team, I'm not even impressed. Why should I be impressed? This is what they're supposed to do. <laughs> you you can't have this roster and not do what you're doing. If if the Jets took a game off of Golden State, I would be sitting here being like, "Oh man, Golden LeBron, State. LeBron sweep." <laughs> <laughs> it's I I hate that this team exists. I really do, and I I wish I wish L A would have stayed healthy and played up to their potential, and Chris Paul and Blake Griffin could have actually played like Chris Paul Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. I agree. But Very they can't. That's it's impossible for them, I guess. So we'll have to wait <clears throat> until the third round of the playoffs for Golden State to even lose a game, which I'm not mad about with Cleveland's case because they're just more likable. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can't. I can't think of one player on that Cleveland team that I dislike. I mean, yeah. they got rid of the the only person that I didn't like on that team was Birdman. Just because yeah. I don't like his face, okay. and they got rid of him, and I was like, "Okay, okay. I, I enjoy this team now." I'm trying to think, <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I don't like. I don't dislike any Cleveland player. I don't. Uh, I don't think I like any Golden State player. Honestly, I don't even like Iggy anymore. Yeah, me either. I don't like David West. I don't like Javale McGee. Me either. Never have. Uh, and then the rest of the guys, I just don't know. Like Ian something. McAdoo. Yeah, Bob, not Bob McAdoo. Uh, I, I don't know. Patrick McCaw. Patrick McCaw. <laughs> yeah. Golden State can afford to have these players on their team because as long as they have one MVP on the court at one time, they're, they'll be fine. And mm-hmm. they can afford that luxury since they have two. And, and also a... And also the best spot-up shooter of all time. Who can score 37 in a quarter. Yeah, and also one of the best defenders of all time. Who's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. I mean, it's it's just awful. And you can even afford to have Zaza Pachulia as your starting five and not be just killed. Yeah, it's really disappointing. Um, So, so, uh, Cleveland... And Boston, let's say if Boston wins this round, uh, what would interest you in that series? I mean, I was I was interested in Cleveland seeing a really good team coming up and seeing how they would react since they they I don't I didn't I don't want to say they kind of fell apart toward the end of 
the regular season, but they just didn't seem like they were clicking very well. Yeah. And to see like steady competition in a series, I was like, I wonder how that's going to turn out. But then they went up against a really good Toronto team, yeah. and just it never it never seemed like they had a chance. So, I mean, it's it's the exact same thing with this uh, with the with the Celtics series. I mean, but less of an interest, kind of, I guess. Yeah, I don't really have uh, confidence in either uh, Boston or Washington to to win or to take many games off. I say Cleveland in five either way. Yeah, That's, they're playing better than they were last year. I think they're playing against they played against a really good Indiana team, which is better than Detroit last year. Yeah, for sure. And oh, the, for sure. And then probably Toronto's best team they've ever assembled. Agreed. And they swept them. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick with Cleveland winning either series in five, and then moving on to the finals once again. Uh, I'm trying to think matchup wise how that would go. Uh, Kyrie and Isaiah, I don't think either would guard one another. No. So we wouldn't see much one-on-one play there. Does Does Iman start at two? JR mm. come off the bench. J- JR starts. JR starts. Okay. Yeah. But JR JR is a JR is a really good good two defender, way, two-way player. He's a great yeah. three and D player. I mean, um, I I forgot what it was. I think I think whenever uh, JR was guarding Demar this series. Or before today's game, I'm not sure about today's game, but uh, out of 17 shots that he was actively guarding DeRozan, he shot 31. percent Yeah, which is good, really good. Could also just be Demar not being not being good <laughs> in the playoffs. Yeah, he was he was struggling this series. We got to give props to Toronto though for playing these last two games without Lowry though. So yeah, I mean you can't you can't be all that taken aback by. Cleveland's winning in these last two games, but still, uh, it just looks like Cleveland can't be stopped in the East. Uh, Golden State and San Antonio. Uh, it'd be tough. Yeah, without 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 Tony. Yeah. It's just you just don't know. You don't know because you you're putting so much responsibility on Kawhi's hands to take over more ball handling and you'd have to ask uh Danny Green to guard Steph uh Kawhi to guard KD which he could do mm-hmm. uh, but how do they score how how does San Antonio score well Marcus has been struggling this I mean he uh, played great game. in game 3 he played amazing but yeah. uh but you know you don't know what you're going to get with him so it it will be tough I I, I do think it will be competitive, though. We won't. Oh, for sure. It won't be a four. It's not going to be a breeze for him. But, uh, let's say Golden State and Houston. I just don't see how. I don't. I don't know how Houston could win in a seven-game series. Pat Pat Bev would guard Curry, but you'd be relying on Trevor Ariza to guard Durant, mm-hmm. and then Harden to guard Clay, and then. It's just I don't I don't see it working because Draymond is they they would have to draw a lot of fouls on Draymond for it for them to be competitive which they could do but I I think Draymond's too smart of a defender right. so and I I just don't see like their bench adding anything like even though uh, they have such a deep bench the Warriors still have four All Stars. 
yeah. on the court to where they can just swap swap and them. have one on the court at all times or yeah. two. But uh, yeah, I I'm I'm rooting for San Antonio because I think they can give Golden State the toughest toughest fight still without Tony. So for sure. we'll see. Uh, so how would you see a finals going with Golden State and Cleveland this year? Something tells me that Cleveland will still will still beat them. It might be just my personal bias, <laughs> but something tells me about this playoff run. Something seems special about it. I just I can't doubt LeBron anymore. I just can't. You can't. Because I doubted him first round. I doubted him this round. I, I doubted him before the playoffs even started. Yeah. I, I was talking to Austin earlier, and I said, you know, before the playoffs started, I was wondering if LeBron was going to even be competitive. Yeah. But it's the playoff Cavs, and I didn't think that was a thing, but it's a thing. The playoff Cavs just yeah. turn it on. It's never happened in NBA history for two teams to meet in the finals three years in a row. And I've been thinking, like, People keep saying this is this will be the year it happens, but there's always something that happens. And I, at first, I thought it was Durant going down in the regular season. Like, oh, this is this is how it happens. There's yeah. always something that happens that prevents this from happening. Yeah. But then he's back. He seems to be back to normal. Yeah. And then Cleveland started really struggling, and I was like, hey, Cleveland might not make the finals this year. But now they're eight and zero. And I'm just waiting, <laughs> waiting on a series that's tied at 2-2 that might last seven games. Yeah. So they're just resting. LeBron's going to be asking for three alley-oops in game one because he's so he's a spring chicken after a week of rest. So. And there'll be uh, three episodes of Road Trip and Podcast released because <laughs> they're just so bored. Yeah, still in the Indiana series probably too because <laughs> they're so far behind when they release those. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and any other thoughts pertaining to basketball? You wanted to talk about uh, Kelly Olynyk. Oh, let's both talk about Kelly Olynyk. Okay. Okay. So this all started today. We're watching the Celtics Wizards game today uh, together, and immediately Kelly Olynyk scored, and yeah. I just heard Austin sigh, and I was like, <laughs> "Wow." This is something we can talk about. As soon, <laughs> as soon as we tuned in, we see Kelly Olenek do a little lay-in at the basket, and I, I just I was just not ready for that. <laughs> I hate Start him. off the game. I really hate Kelly Olenek. Not not only his play or what he does, just the look of him. I hate the look of his face. His, his goatee, his little tuft on his chin. He looks like a goat. He's, he's an ox. Yeah. He's an ox, man. He's one of the least likable players in NBA history. Plus, he's the reason Cleveland didn't win the finals that year. That's what I'm sticking to. Really? Because he hurt Kevin Love. and Oh, so, yeah. Have you seen... Do you, do you remember that? I do remember that. He hooked his arm. <sighs> what a despicable person. Trash. <laughs> Awful. When Kelly Oubre decided to fuck him up, <laughs> I was so happy. I love Kelly that was, Oubre. That was a great moment. Yeah, I, became, I love just the attitude of the Wizards. They're, oh, they're so DC. Fire. They're so DC. It's great. <laughs> I love him. I love John Wall too. Love his southern, southern like outcast kind of attitude. Oh yeah. Oh man, he's like if Andre Three Stacks were a basketball player. It's incredible. <laughs> I can see that. 
that's that's the one true uh did you did you see uh I, I think I forgot who made that article uh but it was comparing basketball players to rappers and it was like Steph Curry is Drake and just bullshit like that um, like, this is I, I, I guess I see it yeah but and but I see that that kind of swagger that yeah. sense of yeah I, I like so smooth so smooth yeah fantastic but yeah Kelly Olenek awful person <laughs> terrible hair terrible facial hair terrible name yeah not I don't like his jump shot I don't, I don't like his headband. I remember uh, the year he was drafted, I was watching the draft, and I wanted OKC to pick him, because I thought he was what we needed. But instead, we ended up drafting Mitch McGarry, who, if you don't know, is basically out of the league, because he can't stop smoking weed. He really just, he's, he loves his yeah. stuff. He, he loves the kush. And even though we pretty much wasted a pick on him, I'm still not convinced that that was worse than picking Kelly Olenek. I think I would. I think I'm. I'm better off with a wasted pick than with, having to deal with Kelly Olynyk. At least you get to laugh about uh, McGarry. <laughs> at least you get to be like, oh, "That's our boy." Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was him. I I can't. I don't think I've. There's ever been a player on OKC that I was just like, "Oh, I hate him. I hate this player." There, there'll be times where I'm just like, oh, "Why can't he play better?" But right. I, I don't hate them altogether. I like making fun of Kyle Singler, but I, I don't hate him. Maybe yeah. it's because we saw him at Whole Foods. Yeah, we saw him at Whole Foods. We have a bond with Kyle Singler now. He doesn't even know it, but yeah, he should. Yeah, It was a special moment. We were just in line. We were checking out, and, and through the doors, I saw this six foot seven <laughs> white dude dressed in all black. Yeah, with the hair. Hair slick back, and I just thought, oh, blonde hair. I was like, oh my God, that might be Kyle Singler. And then I, and Austin was checking out. And I said, hey, Austin. Yeah, hitting on the cashier, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we were like, I know, I was like, hey, hey, Austin, I think that's Kyle Singler. And he looked over. And both of our reactions when we first saw him, we were like, no, that's no, not that's Kyle, not Kyle Singler. And Whole Foods? <laughs> but then we were like, no, that makes that's, sense. That's Kyle Singler. <laughs> Swagged out in all black. Yeah. Standing tall. What a guy. Wow. But yeah, I don't hate him. Just I wish was he getting was okay. I was getting super frustrated with Oladipo in the Houston series to the point where I was just like, "What? But, We're trapped with him." him uh, but as a here. person, but as a person, he's great. It's Mister Feather. Yeah. But with Kelly Olynyk, there's I, nothing to I, like there's about nothing him. to like about him. He's from Gonzaga, and I don't like the name Gonzaga. It's just, it's harsh. The headband looks fucking stupid. <laughs> he looks like. An overweight Greek god who's not pretty. He looks like he he should work at like a really bad Swedish restaurant. <laughs> god. Oh wow, well, Kelly Olenek, what a what oh. a fucking guy. All right, we'll we'll end the NBA talk on that on that note. So now we're gonna talk about more about Kendrick Lamar. We really, me and Austin, absolutely love this man. Yeah, you had a you had a question or a topic that you wanted to bring up. Yeah, uh, on each album, there's always on each Kendrick album, there's at least one that's one song that's 
super emotional that really gets to you. So I just want to go through each of his uh, commercial albums. Each of the last three. Yeah. Because we're, we're not huge Section 80 fans. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to go through Good Kid, Mad City, To Put Butterfly, and Damn. We could go Untitled Unmastered, too, if you want. But I don't think there's any on there. There's none that, that really tug my strings. Unless yeah. if you get emotional with that gritty... Uh, head is the answer. Head is the yeah, future. At the end of '07, was, was it the end of '07? No. Uh, oh, you mean like the raw recording? Yeah. Of him? Yeah. Yeah. End of '07. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll we'll start off. Uh, start off on Good Kid, Mad City. What's a song on there that every time gets you get your tears in the eyes? Okay. Well, the conventional answer here is going to be "Sing About Me," but mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go with "Real." Okay. That's sleeper pick right there. And it's not the song per se, but it's the voicemail his mom leaves him at the end of the song. Mm. Where she's saying it if if you come back, make sure to tell the story of these black and brown kids in Compton. And it's so it's she's it sounds like she's crying. It's really great. It's a great moment. And then it leads into Compton where it's just so happy and he's made it. Oh yeah. It's great. It's a great moment on that album. It gets me emotional. I, I gotta go with the conventional and say sing about me. I mean it's yeah. just it's just like three separated stories and whenever whenever the gunshots go off in the in the first verse, like yeah. uh, I get tears in my eyes every single time. Because it's like he has that sense of hope. Like like hey, when that album drop, yeah. It's been done. He's, he's just done. He's gone. It's just I mean that that, that alone, that whole entire story is just really gripping emotionally like he was talking to Kendrick like hey thanks for being there with my brother whenever he died yeah that's it's an incredible moment yeah that's amazing so up next to pimp a butterfly there's, there's another conventional answer which I don't want to give you. with you yeah uh, so I, I really got to think about this because there's not too many sad moments uh, I guess on I, when he starts that, I think it's the third verse, where he, he starts growing pretty fast. And he says, I've been dealing with depression ever since an adolescent. Mm-hmm. He just starts going in and like the crowd starts yelling and shit. And he just gets, he gets so mad and upset. And it's a really great moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to go with you as well. So I'm going to say at the end of Mortal Man... Whenever he recites the whole uh, hit the whole poem that he was kind of dissecting yeah. without, and whenever he whenever he got to uh, the butterfly part, I I mean that was just like I don't want to say it was gripping, but I was just yeah I was I, I, yeah in a sense motivated. I was like yeah you're right that's it. So it wasn't it wasn't in the sense emotionally gripping like sad. sad. It was just. I felt powerful, kind of like yeah. at uh, on uh, at the end of I, whenever he was talking about the different uh, N word, N E G U S, yeah, and the meaning behind that, instead of what the other word was yeah. depicted of. So I think, yeah, it's it's emotionally gripping in that sense to me. All right, damn, damn. Uh... Definitely got to go with feel. Uh, mostly because, like we said, it's not like he's 
staging this. Like, it's not a part of the story. It's, like, genuine feelings that he has. And it feels genuine. Yeah. So, and I, I kind of relate to it right now in the For place sure. I'm at in my life. So, it's, yeah, it's really impactful. Just his delivery, too. It's, he sounds just upset. And he's mm-hmm. pissed off and sad. So, yeah. Love that song. Yeah. If, if you guys want to check out our whole entire kind of review of Dan, Austin has great input into each of the songs. Uh, check out our first episode. Uh, if you click on the screen, it has the description with all the times. If you want to skip the NBA talk and whatnot and skip straight to our review of it, go check it out. But my my pick on Dan is Triple X. Really? Yeah. Like... I, I get this like deep sense of like anger and frustration and sadness yeah. whenever he whenever he says the line uh, moments you can never touch. It's like yeah. oh. cuz he he's he's talking about memories that you gained from the past but also memories that you're never going to have because that yeah. cuz somebody killed your son and that part I was I'm I'm a really sentimental person. Yeah. And whenever I whenever I heard that memories you can never touch, I just oh it gets deep down. I get so angry and just flustered and whatnot. I understand, yeah, it's it's great, great verse. That that song, man. Every time, every time. But yeah, those are those are our emotional songs from rapper artists. Kind of we've we've been emotional lately, man. Very emotional. That's okay. It's okay. Boys, boys can cry. Boys, boys will cry. All right, and to kind of close out the uh, the show. The show. I'm just going to talk about my quick little review of Mac DeMarco's uh, new album. I believe it's called This Old Dog. Yeah, This I'm, Old Dog. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, This Old Dog. He are. He, Before the release, he released four tracks, uh, four singles, and I listened to them, and they weren't that bad. They they did pique my interest, because not all of them were completely the same, uh, which which can be a critique of uh, Magda Margot's albums. Uh, Like on two, they all have kind of the same tone, uh, the same tone of guitars. On Salad Days, that wasn't exactly the case. He kind of switched things up quite a bit on that album uh on another one that that was kind of the decline for me on Mac DeMarco uh everything was kind of the same even the theme was the same uh it was just all about letting the person you love go because you love them so much that you want them to be happy and if they're not happy with you then they're happy somewhere else so this the theme was the same throughout and on this old dog I've only listened to it once because I can't really, I don't want to say bore myself, but I don't want to bore myself going through that album again and kind of dissecting it because it doesn't have that level of interest with me to go back and revisit it. The only, the only thing that kind of piqued my interest and made me think, wow, maybe this project is going to be pretty decent where that was the very beginning of the album. And it was the, the beginning of the album is great. It's full of life, uh, super exciting. But then it just tones down, and this is kind of dead for the rest. So I mean, overall, I'd 
I initially gave it a strong six, light seven. Uh, but thinking about it now, going back on it, I maybe would give it light to medium six, just because it's so forgettable. Yeah. Besides the beginning of the album, it's so forgettable. You likened him to uh, Drake, which is also an artist we've grown, grown out of, or just gotten tired of, artistically. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically the same thing on More Life. Like you listen to the first track, uh, "Free Smoke." Yeah, we we listened to that together uh, whenever we were in Tulsa, and we listened to it and we we're like, "Ooh, this is nice. This has potential." Yeah. But then it goes on, and you There's, have British artists. Yeah, I hate any British person who tries to rap. I'm sorry, it's, I hate the accent. Yeah, it isn't it isn't good to the ears. But it was the exact same thing on this Magna Marco album. You listen to the beginning and you think it has potential, but it just kind of dies down. So, yeah, that's my. I'm kind of upset by that, but because I, I, I absolutely love Magda Marco's uh, first two projects, and I love his sense of style and his aura. Because yeah. his style is, I don't give a shit. I, I wear what I want because I love it. it makes me feel good. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of look after that innocence of style. But that's that's K, K&A's yeah. review of this old dog. Before we end the show, I uh, just want to say, uh, if you're feeling bad uh, and unhealthy, uh, drinking water, I did not know this. Yeah. It makes you feel a little better. I'm sticking to a water and juice diet strictly, not... In terms of eating, but <laughs> but uh, just you know, just drinking water. Had some apple juice today. Yeah, maybe have some sparkling uh, clementine clementine juice. Yeah, it's just to brighten up the day. Maybe yeah, a change. Yeah, definitely drinking more liquids and uh, cutting down on the pop really helps with anxiety because yeah. that's that's what I what I did too, and it helps a bunch. I used to only drink soda. I used to drink like four a day. Honestly, it was terrible. Yeah, but, me too. You know, Having some uh, having some anxiety attacks lately, and just drinking water really helps to calm me down. Yeah, yeah. And if you need if you need anybody to talk to about this, hit con- us up. Contact us on Twitter. I'm at the Caden, T H A K A D E N, and I am Austin B N A U S T I N B N. And we're always here to talk. Always there. We don't have much to do. It's summer. We're in we're in the middle of the country recording podcasts. Yeah, school's over for right now, so all we got is work. So just yeah. feel free to contact us because we love you. We love everyone. Yeah, kind of. We love you. We love you. See you later. Bye. <laughs>